Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of All Ball Chicago. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, and I got the legend, the NBA veteran, the McDonald's All-American, your host, Marcus, living in a building. What's up, Marcus? What's up, my beautiful people? And we got another big fella in here today, a special guest, by way of Michigan, Played his ball at Illinois, one of Mark Marcus' uh, alma mater. Then went on to get drafted to the NBA for the Dallas Mavericks. Now he's doing something special with the HBCU, trying to get kids from the north to come to the HBCU. Man, give it up for my man, Anthony, Anthony Welch, man. What's up, hey, baby? Hey, man. What's up, baby? How y'all doing out there? Man, we all good, Ice. We all good, Ice. It's Monday. Man, you know, we... We starting the week off fresh, man. And what way, what better way to do it, man, with having you on as one of our guests talking about helping Chicago, not only Chicago kids, but youth in general. So this, this show is called All Ball Chicago, but Anthony, we know you about helping kids. So to any of our listeners out there, make sure before the show is over, you, you, you get with Anthony, man, because he's doing some spectacular things, man, for our youth, man, and trying to help kids be aware of HBCU colleges and all that good stuff. So, Anthony, man, welcome to the show, man. Uh, you know I watch you as a shorty, and, uh, man, I'm glad that we had the opportunity to get you on the show today, man. Well, I appreciate being here, man. I, I really appreciate it. I follow the show, follow what's going on with it, so always follow your career, Marcus, and, you know, I always got love for the brother Illini, so me right now, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, I guess a, uh, Adopted a Chicagoan because I've been here longer than I have been in Michigan. So I'm here trying to wow. do what I can and, and, and be involved in basketball. And I, I appreciate being on your show for real. I appreciate um, it. Thank you. Man, yeah, that's what's up. So uh, we want to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that you got going on. But let's talk a little bit about your career first, the things that you did so people can get familiarized with you again because you did play with the great Ephraim Winters, a Chicago native. Uh what growing up in Michigan, man, you had one of my idols, man. And I know you got the middle name, Ice. So I know you had to look up to the man oh, yeah. serving and you wore the number 44 too. Hey, for sure, for sure. I tell you what's so deep about it. George Gervin and my brother went to college together for his brief time at Eastern Michigan. So I met him with as a shorty, and I met his brother Derek. We were with shorties uh on being on campus. So I just followed, and I think it was one of those things, and, and you could probably attest to it too, um, when you can look at somebody and you can emulate them because they fit your mold and it helped your career. And it, it just, it really helped me blossom for sure. Helped me wow. get out of Grand Rapids, Illinois. Wow, man. Yeah, because that was one of my idols, you know, growing up too, just watching uh, George Gervin do his thing, man. So he has definitely touched a lot of inner city. A lot of people. Man, so a lot, so, lot of tall, skinny dudes turned into guards. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was just, I was just finna add that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what was yeah. George about six seven? Yep, about six seven, six eight, long and skinny. You could put that thing in. It made it made you not have to worry about being back to the basket. And, and for me, especially, I grew a bunch of inches from like six two to six seven in a year. And when I hit Illinois. I was only weighing about 180 pounds, maybe 175, 80 pounds at six, eight, six, nine. So I was skinny. And I had to, I had to do something with it. Yeah, but you were smooth with it, though. Ice, you were you were smooth with it, man, and I I respect that. But let's talk about your your high school, you know, career growing up, and then how did you end up leaving the state of Michigan? How you all those schools in Michigan? Uh, you ended up at the University of Illinois. How did that all happen? Well, I'll tell you, Marcus, um, I had a crazy path, and it's a lot like those tragic stories you hear. Oh, he played ball and got cut, you know, and then I had to make the team again. Um, I went to, in Grand Rapids, we had a junior high school, senior high school system at the time. So you went to school at 7th, 8th, and ninth grade in one building. Um, mm -hmm. 
And my first year out, I got bussed out to another community, and none of us who got bussed out to that community made the team. Oh. So I ended up playing at my community center, which was right across the street from my house. I mean, literally, I could wake up and fall in the playground at my Baxter Community Center. So <laughs> all of us played there, and we come back the next year. A couple of us make the team. And now my thing is, I'm just going to show out anytime I can. But none of us started and got to play to the end of the game. But on the intercom, they would always just say who's leading score. So give me my four minutes. I'm putting my numbers up so I can hear my name on the intercom. <laughs> that was it. Anthony Wells, 10 points. And then, okay, I ain't played for four minutes, but they didn't know. Right. So we ended up going to the senior high school and – that's our 10th grade. And between that year, my uh, father passed away and I got real quiet. And I just played ball every day and I grew. So when I hit C, when I hit, uh, hit my high school, Creston High School in Grand Rapids, we were known for having ball players. We had a, a first team McDonald's All-American guy who was there when I was a sophomore, a guy named Melvin McLaughlin. So we had some little notoriety that school did, but they were always busting the talent in. Uh -huh. So I got there, I was dunking, I was doing things, and I'm all set to play. I almost transferred and went to Detroit Southwestern with Antoine Jobert now and Bill Jones. Mm -hmm. I knew the coach because I would always go to Detroit every summer. So I broke my, I ended up breaking my arm my junior year and did not play but one game, well, two games. So I never played the junior year. So uh, in essence, when I got to my senior year playing, I was an unknown. Nobody knew about me. Nobody heard about me. And they had one camp called High Exposure. And the assistant coach from Michigan used to run this camp. It was like the top 150 of the state. Okay. So when the, when the camp ended, I was in the top five in scoring, top five in rebounding. I was in the top five in blocks. I was stat filling it. And now everybody coming to my house, and I haven't even played but two games of varsity basketball. Wow. wow. So what ends up happening after that is uh, Lou comes in. Uh, they were recruiting a guy from Coffeeville that went to my high school. Uh, Coach Nagy was. And then I come to find out the guy who ran the community center. This is how small world things work. The guy who ran the community center, Jim, he played for Lou in wow. Las Cruces. Wow. Yeah. Never said a word. Never said a thing about it, right? So Lou come to visit my house and he said, hey, hi, this guy name was George Knight. He said, how big George Knight doing? I'm like, you know Big George? Yeah, he right up the street. So and so it was. It, he, he really got honed in because I guess he might have talked to George and I lived in the gym. Wow. So my senior year, um, I had a pretty decent senior year. For most of the year, I was averaging like 20 points and 20 rebounds. Damn, that's strong. Yes. Yeah. So for the first half of the season, it was 25 and 10, 25, 15, 25 and 20. Um, but guys started coming in after that camp. You know, Michigan came in, Michigan State was coming in, and everybody was coming in. And uh, I knew I, I, you know, Michigan, love Michigan. Michigan, I'm there. Michigan football, Michigan basketball, love them. Right. And, but I started watching Channel 9 TV came on cable. So now you get to see basketball in other places. So I'm watching all the Illinois high school championships down in Champaign and cracking up that they're using these little fan backboards. They use a little round back. I'm like, yeah. So I'm watching this and watching this. But Illinois, DePaul, and Notre Dame basketball came on. And when I got information from Illinois, I said, oh, okay. I had never heard of them. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, that's all. Oh, they just played Michigan State and beat them, beat Magic Johnson them. Mm -hmm. So I really got on the radar then, and then from there it was just uh, Coach Negative. They came out and they heavily recruited. It wasn't just all oh, fly by night. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think I would need for Michigan. They over recruited and they kept over recruiting all the way up to the Fab Five. They always over recruited. They had right. players. They bring people. They bring them in again. And Michigan State, Judd Hico, they had just came off of a. Uh, off of a championship run with Magic, and he mm -hmm. didn't want to fall off. So he went straight Juco, Kevin Willis and them. Uh, the only guy he brought in was uh, Sam Vincent, Jay Vincent's little brother. 
Got you. So right. I I would go hang out on campus, but I would know I wouldn't want to go in there. I'd go hang out, hang out, free tickets and stuff. Right. You know? So uh, when Illinois came in, came down to the assembly hall with sixteen thousand people packed, and Eddie Johnson was balling, and I'm like, I get to be on TV, and my mama gets to see me. <laughs> I ain't got a couple hours away from home, and I didn't tell nobody that I was going to Illinois. I took all my visits. <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, you, you want to come to San Diego? Yep, I want to come see it. Oh, you want to yeah. come to Boston? Yep, I want to go to Boston. You know, I'm everywhere. I'm down in New Orleans. I'm down in New Orleans. I never even saw the campus. I'm uh. hanging out. But finally, I'm telling tell you what's so funny. I was getting ready to go visit Dayton, and Coach Nagy called me uh-huh. and, said, and said to me, he cursed, went off. What the you think you're doing? You know you're not about to go no effing blah 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 blah. And I'm laughing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, they want me to play guard, coach. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> and so I took the visit anyway. Uh-huh. But when I came back, I committed to Illinois and it was cool. I, and I, I I don't regret any part of that decision. It was a lovely time. Lovely time being in Illinois and getting recruited. That was big time. And I think I try to share that with some of the kids about what recruitment is like yes. and what it really is like. Yeah. Not just letters and, and, and flybys, but what it is to really get recruited. And when you're looking at a big time program and how you got to be committed as yeah. a player to your craft. And, and not only that, Anthony, man, I, I took something what you said your senior year. It's like nothing really happened until that senior year came, you know. And a lot yeah. of times people give up, you know, student athletes give up saying, I ain't getting no looks, you know, this and that. I don't know what's going to happen. And here it is, you, your senior year came, and you went into this showcase, one little showcase, and you went out and did your thing, and the word got out. Man, you got to come see this kid. You got to come see this kid. You got to come see this kid. You know, so so now that's that's, this was going to lead me into what we were about to talk about. You starting your company, you know, your exposure company, where you got a company that you give kids exposure and that's called triple, is it triple threat? It's a, no, serious threat, serious threat, and recruitment development. Basically, the acronym for STAR Development. Okay, okay. So so you started your company, giving back, you know, because I remember working, you know, one of your camps a, a while Yeah, when back. I first was getting it going, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. And you had everything set up like an NBA combine. You you test yeah. you test the speed. You was testing their speed. You was going doing weights. We were doing all type of drills. They read and react type plays. Yeah. So we, we were doing all that stuff, man. And I and I and I commend you on that because these kids got to understand where they're trying to go. You know, this is what mm-hmm. it's going to look like when you get to that big level, you know, yeah. uh, NBA and, and top colleges and all that stuff. So when you started your program, man, and then you reached out to me, I said, I got to have you on, man, because I know we have a lot of listeners that have children, student athletes that want to go out and play college. So mm-hmm. let's jump right into it. I put it out on my Facebook, our Facebook page about, you know, you helping kids, especially okay. kids from Chicago on the HBCU, Historical oh, Black yeah. Colleges. So let's talk a little bit about that, what that means to you giving back to Chicago and Michigan and all over the country. Okay. I'll tell you, uh, uh, like I said, when we got together, I had the idea of doing a basketball combine. And this is when you, when you, I wasn't in the marketplace nor had the leverage to keep things going. And you know, I got big bank, that little bank out of what I was doing. And still, nobody still is not doing that the way I was doing it. Mm-hmm. They have camps and they, oh, we're doing a combine. They just do some drills. I was doing assessments and ranking kids. And I, and I saw there was a niche. I'm not ever trying to get in somebody's lane. I'm trying to enhance mm-hmm. what someone's doing. So a personal mm-hmm. trainer, I'm not trying to take your client. Tell me what your kid's doing. Bring it to my, my platform. And I can help launch from there. Or you're a coach with the AAU program. Bring your kids together. Let me put them on the platform and help them launch from there. So I started doing that. And that was about the time my sons were going into uh, college. And both of them ended up playing Juco ball in Detroit area with Antoine Jobert. Mm-hmm. And from there, uh, the assistant coach from Livingstone 
college in the CIAA, started recruiting my sons. So when they got there, I'm like, that's a good place. You know, it's the CIAA ball. And my wife is actually a uh, HBCU grad. So she knew a little bit about it. She's from the CIAA conference. She went to Winston-Salem State. Mm-hmm. So when they got down there, I went to the games. I'm a fan. I'm not, you know, I'm see my sons play. They college ball. I'm a proud dad. Right. Small school, small campus, right. but a great atmosphere. Can't beat it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. <sighs> and I started taking visits to other, other campuses. I went okay. up to Bowie and watched the game. I went to Virginia State. I went over to uh, uh, Johnson C. Smith and watched the game. So I'm, so I'm looking at all this, and I'm, I'm noticing one glaring thing. I don't see any kids from Chicago on none of these rosters. Mm. And this is ball they can play. Right. Right. So I just really, it's always stayed on my mind and on my heart with it. And I would help uh, Livingstone try to recruit kids from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I would try, hey, I got a kid. And they would, and, and to uh, Coach Stinson's credit, his assistant coach at the time, Coach Holiday, he would always come up here and see kids. And come to the gym. I had kids uh, work with Big George one day, one time when I first started. Got them at Brooks one day, came over there. Uh, had him. We are at Longwood with Coach Newsom with some kids. Just got him up there. We had him. Uh, I had him, in, uh, had him come up to Hyde Park to see some kids. And it was just natural progression to just keep doing this because I knew that with the immense amount of talent here in Chicago, and I've been volunteering, coaching around, seeing all the different kids at different levels. There is no reason why they shouldn't be playing, at the very least, at some of these schools that I've been seeing. Mm. So I just sit and and start trying to network and get get to know as many of these coaches as I can. And I'm still doing that. I still have a long ways to go. But I've got a good core group of guys that I can call now and say, hey, check this kid out. So... I started doing that, and, and then, uh, like I said, I got with Jelani, and we got together and had a, uh, did a couple of a little more mini camps with okay. 15 to 20 kids, 30 kids, you know, six, seven coaches would come in, but it was exposed. These right. guys, we had guys, they're coming in to sign kids. What did they, you know? right. And then part of it is, let me advise the kid, advise the family. What's right. happening? This is what you're right. looking at. So right. it became a passion of mine. And I just stick with it. I, and I, I hear guys talking about the HBCU disconnect, and, and let me investigate that too. What is the issue? Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it is, to me, they come up here late on the recruiting circuit, get here early, like now. I'm trying to get out and expose what I'm doing so I can find kids and say, hey, let me get some legitimate kids. Say, you can't say, oh, he's not good. This kid can get offers from the PWI school. You need to be recruiting because he has a passion or his family has a passion or the idea they may want to go to an HBCU. So pulling it all together, I just built a website that's a regular uh, recruitment profile type website. Um, but it also has extra things on there as far as uh, resources a kid can go to and look at. You can't afford a personal trainer. Um, I've looked at a lot of different videos they're on YouTube, and the gentleman Phil Handy. They works with the Lakers. Yeah. His 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 training videos are great. So I post all of them. Here's how you work out for ball development, for getting in shape, for shooting right. a jump shot, how to do the pick and roll. So you can you can watch that, and really, if you're a student of it, gain some knowledge without having to pay any money somewhere. Right. Hey, let me hop in there real quick. You know, because you know I did go to HBCU. And I can tell you what a disconnect is because I lived it firsthand, and it's and it's it's a, it's it's serious. And then we need guys like you to create the the foundation for other guys to go down there and be able to grow. Okay, when I went down there, you got to realize I'm a city kid. Those guys down there from the south, they try to protect their own at all costs. Mm-hmm. So the conflict, and I'm gonna come with a real life story, and I'm gonna keep it real quick, and it's gonna be two to three minutes. Okay. I left Chicago in 1989, fresh off the streets. I went to Jackson State. They had a new coach coming in. His name was Andy Stoglin. Andy Stoglin was the head coach. Okay, boom. I walk on the team. 100 people in the gym, 
right hand, right hand to God, they picked two people, me and this other kid from Wisconsin, Kenny McCrusa, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, my grades don't line up right. They said they're going to reassure me. Meanwhile, it's a kid from Pearl, Mississippi, transferring in from Alcorn <laughs> named yeah. Lindsey Hunter, right? No yeah. disrespect to Lindsey Hunter, but I was a 20-year-old Chicago kid. He's an 18-year-old kid from Pearl, Mississippi. You know what the results of that was. Yeah. Okay. They reassured me I was supposed to play in the backcourt the next year with Lindsay. They found a reason for me not to play. You know why? Because they can always protect their own. Now, that's not, I'm not against them or none of that, but I was a sacrificial lamb. So we yeah. need people like you that could go in there and say, hey, if you bring this kid down here, you got to play him. Yeah. You, know you got to be a fair shot. Got to be a fair shot. Because if you ask anybody from 1989 to 1984, who was the baddest boy in Jackson, Mississippi, at uh, Jackson State, beyond Lindsey Hunter, they're going to have to say me because he was a home. I was number one, though. But mm -hmm. they're going to say him because he was a hometown boy. He went pro, played 17 years. But I was a 20-year-old yeah. kid, man. It was nothing he could do with me. You know what I'm saying? So I understand. Saying. So that's Bob, a fact. So, so I tell Bob, you, but you know what's so ahead. crazy? I mean, cut y'all, right? I, 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 can, I can empathize with that story because – when I came to Illinois, they didn't recruit outside of Illinois. See you. So when I, so when I got there, there was one guy from Chicago, uh, from from Michigan, was Craig Tucker, and then you had Derek Harper from Florida, and me, and another kid from Florida. So only a couple of us from out of state. Right. I had to make sure I solidified my spot and held on it like I was a dog on a bone, mm -hmm. because. They have never, ever, ever been back to Grand Rapids, Michigan to recruit another player. Mm. Ever. Illinois they never will. Uh, so if that, if I would have if I would have allowed myself to have grade issues, or if I'd have had any type of attitudinal issues, I'm, I'm just I'm gonna be on the bench, and they ain't got to worry about pissing my coach off. They're gonna make sure they keep other kids there from Illinois happy. Right. I I hate to I hate to say it like this, but I ran away every small forward who came to Illinois. By the time I was a junior, I was the only small forward on the on the roster. You couldn't tell I, they were they they didn't want no smoke. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I realized if I don't make this happen and slot this down, I could be a statistic. Yep. You know. Right. Yeah. Liv, what was you finna say though? No, I was saying that's that's interesting that you know you said that, Bob, about how schools do that to protect their own, you know, because Lindsey was their hometown mm -hmm. favorite. He's from the state. Uh, and then you, on the other hand, was doing your thing, but it's kind of like what Anthony was just saying. You know, you gotta make sure you cross the T's, dot the I's, because if you mess up, one little slight mistake for an out-of-state kid, you can be out. <laughs> But I mean, this is this is where it gets sophisticated at though. I had a two point two point five GPA coming out of Simeon. Remember, mm -hmm. I set out. I didn't go away to college to three years after I graduated. Yeah. Right. So I'm twenty going on twenty one. So I don't yeah. know what the disparity was. I don't. Right. I, that, to this day, I don't even know what the hell happened. And, and, and may never be able to figure out because it could have been some. I'm telling you, I and, and I was fortunate enough to be on both sides of the fence. With uh, at Illinois as a coach too, graduate assistant. So it'd be small stuff that come up you would never know. Well, I know what it was. Just, when we, hey, look, when we was not. in that, hey, look, I know what it was when we was in that old gym and James Robinson, Othello Hampton, and when I was in there, I would wear Lindsey ass out. That's what that was. Hey. <laughs> and, and I'm not and afraid to say it. that. I'm not and afraid that. to say that. And I, I'm standing on that lid. You I, feel I, me? They, they, I, I, hey, look. And, you was oh, there. Well, I was. I, I was there. You I was, was there. there, and I'm well, saying this on our show. I was wearing that boy <laughs> ass out, and everybody, <laughs> and everybody down there, everybody down there, and they, they know that. All right, and I'm go. done with that. Okay, there go ahead, go. big fella. But you gotta, <laughs> you gotta protect us when we come down but, there. But thing is, but that's what they do. Though. It is. It's all about their recruiting and at home base, and I think that's a lot of what you just said. Is what I'm finding with the coaches when I talk to them. They're 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 so um, 
so intent on making sure they recruit their area and then okay if we don't get it then we might step out and look but you you cutting your nose off to spite your face because this kid can compete on any level in any college in any area and he wants to be there with you you need to pick up on him right you know well, Anthony, and then, let me ask you let me ask you this though anthony and I, it just just drawn on me right now that uh, you guys are talking about HBCU staying in their community, in their hood, in their state, you know, recruiting a lot of their kids, mm -hmm. right? So just think about this. They might not have the budget to go across, you know, state lines to different states to recruit yeah. these kids. So it's got to be somebody like you who connect them, you know, have that connection that says, you know what, I got this kid. Just like the kid that we were just talking about, Fred Cleveland, uh, yeah. Junior, he's over. He's at the NC State. North Carolina, A&T, right? Yeah, so, so he's doing his thing over there. I mean, actually putting up numbers. I mean, he plays playing, playing, balling, balling. You know, so so somebody saw Four him. Seven. Yeah, somebody yeah. saw no, him no. and liked him. You know, like like I love this kid, so I gotta have him. And his dad, which who I know, he ain't he ain't about the names. You know, he's like. If that's an opportunity for my son to go play and get the minutes and do what he's supposed to, then son, that's the right choice you need to make. Yeah. You need to make that decision. And they yeah. got a new coach over there too. Yeah, yeah. You got to them new bloods, man. You got to get that old blood out of there. Like Duke, of, Duke don't just recruit in North Carolina. Yeah. A lot of what you're saying here, here's here because that's the other part of it too with the budget piece of it. Um, that's always an excuse. We don't have the budget to do national recruiting. Mm -hmm. I'm filling that void for you. And I'm not asking you for any money. I'm not asking you on my site. It's wow. free. All of what I'm doing is free. Right. Generally, you have on these profile sites, you have to sign on and get paid money to get access to seeing kids' names or what the information is on. No, I'm not going to charge a black school. I don't feel in my heart I need to charge a kid. I don't, I don't, I don't think I want to make money off the backs of a young black man's dream. So just, Anthony, That's not in my heart. So, Anthony, you telling us and our listeners that you will actually help a kid. They create the profile, put all yep. the information in that they need to academically, athletically, all yep. that into your site. And then you're going to help promote that kid to whatever. I'm going to promote the kid and promote the kid to, to, to the best of my ability. I'm also going to be realistic too. That's right. Because when I look at the <laughs> stuff, because I, I, I am a college recruiter and I, and I actually, I coach here uh, uh, part-time with South Suburban Community College. Mm -hmm. They're doing pretty good too. So I'm, I'm in a vein, I've I'm, I'm got, a, a, got a, a mindset and a focus on, let me look at the talent and see where you fit. Where you mm -hmm. best fit. The good mm -hmm. thing about it is there's levels of HBCUs that someone can go to. There's NIA HBCUs, Division IIs, and Division ones. Mm -hmm. So where do you fit? And realistically, what's your talent look like? Right. So I'm going to look and assess, and that's part of, well, if you see, if you go to the site, part of the service is mentoring kids and parents. Mm. Let me mention you on what this is about. What hopefully there's no offense taken, but when if I tell you your kid's lacking in the area and needs to build up in the area, or here's the insurmountable hurdle for a kid that's 5'2", 145 pounds, and you're talking all this Division One stuff, let's be realistic. So right. trying to bridge the gap of understanding what it takes to get recruited, what it takes to be uh, a kid who's trying to get out here, using my site and working with the coaches to fill those voids. And let me take away all those excuses. No, this kid can play. No, you don't need the money because you don't have to have the budget for it. No, he's, he's not, it's not going to be a kid that you won't worry about academically, all of that. So when I sit a kid down in front of a coach, I'm trying to take away all the excuses and there's no reason why you shouldn't recruit. Mm. Again, we got the great Anthony Welch joining us today. The name of his site again is Serious Threat. Yep, Serious Threat Athletic and Recruitment Development. Star Development. We hey, need let, me, let me let me hop in here. You know what you guys do, man. You and Lib, and how far y'all took the game. That's what make what you do so valuable, because you've been through those steps. Like Kid Lib was saying, you saw how he run the combine, Lib, and all the different stations. Man, the average trainer can't do that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Y'all played at the big time program, and we need more guys like y'all, man, doing this, man. And that's what that's what it is. I just really, like I said, my passion is I want to get it out there, 
kids go to my site, www.serious-threat.com. Put your profile in, completely fill it out. The only caveat I have on there with any restriction is no profanity or insensitive music on your videos. I agree. Keep your stuff, music, all music, and keep it clean because you never want to put yourself in any way where somebody can turn off on you. So that, I'm, glad. I, I'm, I'm glad you said that, man, because it's so many times that like kids send me videos like, man, coach, can you check this out? You know, I check it out. And the music, I end up listening to the music instead of watching the video, you know, so <laughs> you, have, you, know, you, you I, believe me. And I love, I'm a, I'm a hip hop guy from when it first started. Love the music, but I'm also listening for, you can't have anything in there that's going to cut you short. And right. turn somebody off. Yeah. Any gunplay or disrespecting women, that's out. Oh, yeah, any of that. Any, the N word, this and that. No, man. No. Yeah. no. Well, that's 99% of the videos, though. Thank bro. you. 99% of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm hitting the young guy today. I said, I said, I'm a fan of yours, and I've I got real faith and belief in your talent. But we got to get you a new video on my site so I can send coaches to it. I can't send that to a guy. And the first thing is is impression of the kid didn't even have enough sense not to have curse words all in his video. So no, now they're already looking at you back. Like you make right. bad decisions. Right. Right. And it, the process ain't even started because of what it, you put out there on the video. Hasn't even started. That hasn't even started. And a lot of coaches, they don't really look at the highlight video. It's your commercial. Mm. Your commercial gotta be great. And then right. it come the game film. I like that, Ice. I like that. Your commercial has to be great. Yeah, your commercial has to be great. And that's, that's how they catch you. That's how you gotta yeah. grab the recruiters. I mean, these colleges, if your if your commercial is tight, just like we're gonna say it, you know, McDonald's, everybody loves that burger on the front. You don't have commercials out there offending nobody. Right. They trying to sell a product, you trying to sell yourself. That's right. So I really I get into that. Like I said, it's a lot of stuff. I have people on there that I work with that are that are trainers that are uh, physical trainers that, that do actually do mixtape production. Here's people you can, I can refer to that do it at a high quality. Um, my network of people, I, I, I just from uh, being around, you know, basketball is a small world and a big fraternity. So you end up talking to people you know, or played against or played somebody you knew. And, and it's really just using my, my years of being doing this. Uh, I started college coaching as a grad assistant in 1990. Yeah, with Larry, with, Larry, with Larry and them, right? Yeah, with Larry. Larry and Andy, Andy Kaufman and Andy Patty now. Yeah. So I've been around a little while doing this, and, and, I, and I've been fortunate enough to play pro ball a little bit. I got drafted. I played in the CBA. But what I got, I, I learned about the, the aspect of basketball is the business. So mm -hmm. while I was playing in the G League, I worked in the front office for a team. Uh, and then when I stopped playing in the like the CBA at the time, I worked in the front office as an assistant general manager for a team. Then I came back to Illinois and worked on my master's in sports marketing. Then I went to Australia and played and worked in the office for a team. So I've, all, I've been able to do from high school, to coaching, to playing, to front office, to the marketing. So all the things it takes to try to build something for a kid, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a unique position to try to help. And, I, and that's all I'm trying to do is give back. And I, I think what you just said, man, it makes you even more unique, though, from the things that you just said of, of how you connected with different organizations and saying, you know what, I'm here, so I might as well learn how to be a general manager. I'm yeah. here, I might as well do that. But a lot of kids are not thinking like that, you know? So how can we get our kids, our younger generation, to start thinking about their next move instead of just putting all the eggs in that one basket? I think, you know, what helps out a lot right now is you got guys like LeBron and the guys who've really, really showcased and highlighted their off-court business acumen. Mm -hmm. So I always say to young men, um, your game can't have no cracks and flaws. If you got cracks and flaws, you're not as good as you say you are. And that takes in being on the court, off the court, in the classroom, in the community, at your house, everywhere you go. 
So if you think you're the best, every time you step into any arena, you have to excel and be the best. I walk in the classroom, um, I'm not feeling, oh, I'm just here on a basketball scholarship. No, I'm one of the smartest guys in this classroom. Mm -hmm. When I walk into this office, I'm one of the smartest, sharpest guys in this office. And you have to take on that mentality, not just on the court as I'm the man. You have to feel like I can be the man and expound, expound on that in every area and walk of life that you touch. And wow. trying to preach that to kids is the thing. You have to feel like if you think you're the one, then show me. Well, yeah. I'm on the court. I ain't talking about on the court. What's your grades look like? Oh, right. well, then what's, what's happening in, while you're in detention center or room all the time? Right. So you got cracks and flaws in your game and you're not that polished uh, diamond that you think you are. And that's what you're striving to be. So Ice, do you, before you go, Bob, I mean, I'll let you, I'll get Go ahead, go ahead, Lynn. But Ice, I'm going to say Anthony, because people might not know who we're talking about. They look like Iceman Gervin, Lynn. So Anthony, when you uh, talk about that, you had to have somebody, someone in your life at a young age that laid that foundation for you to get you to be thinking the way you were thinking throughout your career. I don't know who that may be. Maybe you need to share that with somebody. It could have been somebody directly. It could have been your mom. It could have been your brother. Can you share that with some of our listeners so they can get a better feel of how this thing really works? Okay. Um, I was fortunate enough to have uh, my mother and father with me up until my ninth grade year in high school. Uh, I come from a fairly big family with um, six brothers, and I'm the youngest, and two sisters. So I had a lot of father figures. But it's like the old school neighborhood thing. Everybody in the neighborhood was a parent. Mm -hmm. So when I went to the community center, the gentleman I spoke about, George Knight, he watched me. He talked to me. And you had, you had a lot of people that you could look at. And the stars that I emulated were guys, and originally, from my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, back then, you know, NBA wasn't on TV all the time. So you watched your guys mm -hmm. and what they didn't. So I really, really, the whole community aspect of it, with my father being a very strong leader, and, and for him, that was him. He was a neighborhood father. If, you, if your father or mother couldn't make it to the school and something was going on, he went for them. Right. And his thing was, that could be my son right. in trouble like this. So I'm going to look out for him like he's my son. So right. I take a lot of that from him um, and then just the uh, 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 knowing that it was, I was very fortunate to be able to leave my little small block and come to Illinois and only do it with playing 20 high school basketball games. That's so that's being grateful is more, more of the thing. I'm very grateful. Right. So, I, and so and I, I don't, I don't take anything for granted. Like even in college, because uh, I, I broke my arm in high school and couldn't play. Uh, but one year, and then I broke my foot in college. So it was always shown to me this could end. Mm -hmm. And I got to be on top of my game and make sure this is the end. This, this came yeah. back. I think. So it's, it's really, I had a community of people. And for those out there, out there, and kids saying, you've got coaches. Coaches are, are counselors, their parents, their mentors, their big brothers, their father. They take on a whole role, their teachers not alone just being the coach. So if you got a good coach that's going to help you with your child, help empower him and not be an adversarial because sometimes these days everybody's want to argue about what their son ain't doing and why the kid ain't playing. Well, he's doing a lot more than just teaching your kid about basketball. Right, right. Go ahead, Bob. I know you have okay, something. Okay, it's, it's two things I really I want to touch on before I forget, man. Um, one, everything you said was 100% legit. And it falls into that guideline where we always have to think about being D1. People don't understand D1 is three things. Being D1 in the classroom, being D1 in the weight room, and being a D1, uh, what's the other one? Weight room, classroom, and on the floor. On when the you're floor. playing ball, when you're on the floor. And then I want to circle back to this with the HBCU thing. Mm -hmm. The HBCU is packed with kids from Chicago. The school yeah, on campus. Going, going on campus, yeah. <laughs> on campus. So we got to figure a way to filter them into some of those sports because they want our out-of-state dollar 
You know what yeah. I'm saying? Coach Welch, that yeah. 15,000, 10,000 it is to go out of state. So work on that for me, big babies. <laughs> well, I tell you, there's a whole lot of networks around here that go into the high schools that recruit for academics. And here's the thing. If you a kid, like I said, with no cracks and flaws, and you a star on the court and a star in the classroom, you a, you a threat. And that's so, part of why I call myself, call my program serious threat. Right. You a serious threat to whoever you come across in your competition to for a spot in on the court and a spot in the classroom. So right, right. you got it. If that guy, if they say, well, you want to bring him in anyway, he's going to be one of the top students in your school. Plus, he's going to be your number one point guard. Right. And he the first one and the last one to lead the weight room. Thank you. The kids don't get that. It's the three things you got to have. Because a lot of the kids, and you know it too, a lot of kids that are on campus, they end up being leaders of their fraternities, mm -hmm. uh, being leaders of the school. You know, being the president of the student bodies, and they be Chicago kids. Right, right. So trying to bring all that together with the sports thing is really getting them kids out there. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm working on making sure I take away any of the excuses. I've got right. talented kids. That's not a problem. You didn't know about him. I told you about him. I called mm -hmm. you. I emailed you. I texted you. You know, right. I sent you stuff on LinkedIn. I, you know the kid. Oh, well, we don't have a budget. Well, you don't need the budget. I'm doing it for free. I don't want your money. I want the kid to have an opportunity. Hey, one so, of my guys, he the coach over at Tougaloo. He always trying to get a, uh, get kids up here. Eric Struthers, he had had the job. Temporarily, he was the assistant at Valley State, but then he ended mm -hmm. up going over uh, to Tougaloo. So he yeah, always need to make sure to me, man. We need to make sure we connect with him. Cause yeah, I, reach out to Coach Eric Struthers, man. Yeah. He a good brother, yeah. man. Very good brother. Well, you yeah, give right you, now you give you give Anthony the information. You got yeah. his information. Because this is how it's done. Just what we're doing now. This mm -hmm. is how it's done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But Anthony, but Anthony, I want to I want to talk about this, man, because y'all we, we jumped so far up ahead. I was going I wanted to jump in about the high school coaches understanding mm -hmm. because not only do you have to build the relationship with the parents, the kid, you need to also have that relationship with the high yeah. school coach. Yes, yeah, big. You know, and a lot of times I think a lot of high school coaches feel that they don't have the time. They only have the time for the star players, you know? So what about that 10th player that really can get out and really want to go play basketball at maybe a particular small school or, mm -hmm. you know, HBC school that we're talking about, HBCU school, and they don't have the time to really share their knowledge and help get those kids put in school, you know? I'm not saying all high school coaches are like that, so I don't want our listeners to say we, we, you know, trying to pick on them. But it mm -hmm. is some high school coaches that don't want to do the job, you know? So we got to call them out as well. It's a lot of work being a high school coach. I say, here's what I, I end up doing, uh, Marcus. I started volunteering at high school. And one of the first schools I worked at volunteer for was at Brooks with uh, George Montgomery. Uh, then I went over to Hyde Park with Anton Samuels. I walked in the gym, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm checking kids out. And I was really trying to see if I was going to start a prep school, a postgraduate prep school. And I'm mm -hmm. looking at how it works and places I got to go. And Anton recognized me and said, hey, what you doing? Oh, I'm just doing this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. He said, you... You coaching anywhere? I said, no. I said, he said, he asked me, would I coach? I said, I probably, I, I coach. I got some time. He said, we can't pay you. I said, I don't want the money. Wow. I said, what I can do for you is help you find your kids schools to go to. So quasi recruiting coordinator. My program, to circle back to something you had mentioned, is not really designed for the kid who's already got offers. It's for the kids who need the shine, who need a who you know, who need a platform and somebody to push. That's so if your kid is a D1 kid, yeah, I'm going to talk to him and try to say, hey, give it a consideration because we want to get some representation of our top talent in some of these colleges. But we got kids who are late bloomers. Yep. Who didn't, that need to be seen and need somebody to help them get there. So I always look at it as, as the bell curve, I'm looking at the masses in the middle who need the help. You don't need help if you're already going to be Anthony Davis. Right. Yeah. Nah. People say, oh, I helped him get better. Oh, I helped, 
I hope so and so get better. I, oh man, that dude was gonna go to college anyway. Right. Hey, right. Liv, what was what my man the name? The, huh? Sorry, my man name that we had on uh, with uh, Clark in the wheelchair. Um, the guy that coached at New Mexico State was it? He said he didn't come to Chicago to recruit the top oh, tier yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. He said he'd yeah. go over to Carver or Harlan and get the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because Chicago kids is tough anyway. It's a mentality, bro. Sean, it's a mentality. About, it's Sean, a mentality. Sean, you talking about Sean? Sean, but my man that was with him, I can't remember his name. Yeah, you got his yeah. book. I think and so, like I said, this is is really like I said, it's really designed to help those kids to help them market themselves and do all I can. Like I said, and still be realistic about what the options can be. And it's and I and I so I volunteered uh, with different programs. I volunteered at Chicago State. I volunteered. At Kennedy King, a volunteer now at, uh, at South Suburban, so I can build a network of different levels of coaches that I can talk to uh, them about about kids. So uh, right now it's, it's about knowing, it's a who you know and being familiar with uh, with the person that you're talking to. And uh, the good thing about being somebody that went to Illinois at a time when we were pretty good, people still recognize me a little bit, which is great. But also, if you don't recognize, like I say, you can Google me still. I'm on there. That's right. You can find something. That's right. And Ice, no. and Ice, you're not just helping uh, seniors. You want to get at these youngsters before they get I want to get them now. Yeah. I want to get them now. Yes. Every year, it's a new crop of kids coming up and the new needs for coaches. Um, I was just at an event that did the top freshmen and sophomores um, this past weekend, a weekend, a weekend ago. So, and those were kids from Michigan, from Indiana. Oh, is that the, is, is that the, is that the, the program that uh, Blackwell came down for? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You know, I'm going, I'm going to see my, uh, my nephew. Black right. is my guy. That's right. You know? Black was my guy. I brought him to Illinois. That's my that's guy. Right. That's right. You know? okay. In fact, I tell you what's so crazy. The first time Black ever seen me really go off, I went off on him. <laughs> he let himself. He let himself get ineligible, Dang. and I went off on him like I was his daddy. I wow. said, "We don't do that, bro. We that ain't we ain't cut like that. We come from the crib. We have no flaws, and the classroom ain't gonna be one." And I went off. He didn't tell you about it. Right. Man, you sound yeah. just like you sound just like Derek Colby, man. We used to. Matter of fact, Derek Coleman grew up. He's really, oh man, that's so crazy. It's a small world. I know DC really well. I knew DC when he was in high school because when I was training, working out, and one of the guys he was a uh, guess one of the handler type guys back then. We were all at the same gym, and he grew up around the corner from my, where my brother lived. Wow. We all about to say, yeah. Wow, wow, man. But, Anthony, <laughs> man, I, I, I love what you're doing, man, for real. And uh, to our listeners, man, definitely share this. Jump on board. Uh, he's all about helping student athletes, you know, get an opportunity. We know it's hard to get that scholarship and people to come look at you. He's going to be the middleman. So he's going to make that connection. So make sure you guys reach out to him so you guys can have an opportunity for your sons to get the right, proper looks if they are suitable. And he's going to be honest with you. I mean, that's what you want. You want somebody that's going to be honest. You don't want people blowing smoke up your talking about, yeah, he's going to be a D1 Duke-type player, and he's really yeah. a Duke player. That's you know, what I wanted so, to ask him too, Liv. Go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. No, I'm just saying, like, you, we all have to be honest with, you know, ourselves as for one and saying, you know what, I got to be honest with this family about their child. You know, everybody's not a D1 Duke Kentucky type player. No. But a lot of spots open for D2. You can be a Scott. And if you, and if you, that man, if you, that man, right, Ice, if you, that man, you go down and do your, what you're supposed to do in the D2. Those colleges, them big time colleges, are coming looking for you anyway. You know, so special. This is a special year, especially with this COVID time. And I want to make sure I, I, I don't forget to, and to keep doing my business part of it. Go to www.serious-threat.com. It's easy to get on and set your platform up. View the site. It's highly professional site. It's got resources there for you. Everything you need to help you find schools. All of that get your profile completely done. I go on the back end and I manage my own site. I don't have to wait for anybody. I'll 
I review it all the time to make sure stuff is correct on there and all the kids have the right information. From there, we can connect, have a discussion. Let's talk about what, what your needs are for, you, for your child, what his dreams and aspirations are, and see if we can make something happen. I, got, I do we it got, for free. We got a couple of guys on our thread now. Joe Brown said he got a couple of kids for you. He's going to send you away. So be on the lookout for something coming from Joe Brown. Joe Brown is one of our uh, guys is always coming on. Joe, I haven't forgot about you too, man, coming on the show, man. Uh, so definitely we're going to do that. W what you have to say, uh, Bob? I know you had something else you wanted to ask him. Uh, you know what? I was actually messing around on social media, sharing it out, man, because this is one of them humdingers. Man, so I, I lost my chain of thought. Go ahead, Lib. Okay, my bad. <laughs> I, I lost it because I was sharing it out, man. I was like, dang. Yeah, no, no, no. It's all, it's all good, man. So, But, Anthony, man, what what I want you to keep sharing with our listeners is it's not about you. You have been there and done that. So you're not trying to make money off of this. You're trying to no, help kids no, no. become, you know, better, like understanding what's that's, you know, what you have to do to be recruited, you know, okay. understand the mixtapes, understanding that if your grades are point on, on point, that there is money out there for that too. If you got the grades, you got a high GPA and you play basketball, it's money out there for you that you it, can at get. the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, it's all about getting enough free education to relieve the financial burden from your family as, as long as possible. Right. If, if you just go to JUCO and you got two years in, that's two less years your parents have to come off any money to try to get you there. Mm -hmm. So if you've been gifted with a talent, plus you have a brain, you use both of them, you should be able to make it pretty far because there's a level of basketball that you can play anywhere, mm -hmm. you know? And that's not just an HBCU. I'm going to help a kid find a school, whatever it may be, whatever fits his needs. I prefer and try to uh, endorse and push the, 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 the recruiting by HBCUs. But at the end of the day, I want a young man, uh, especially our African-American young men, to get an education, to get their college degree so they can compete in this world. And that's what the bottom line is. So as much free education as you can get, you know. Um, so, so Anthony, I, I want to ask you this, and then, Bob, I'll get back to you. Okay. Um, a five-star. I'm, I'm talking, I'm thinking about a five-star player, right? Mm -hmm. And they got cool parents that understands how this stuff really is supposed to work. But they missing some couple of pieces that they don't understand. And they come to Anthony, you know, say, Anthony, man, can you help my child? understand the whole process of what college is going to look like when he gets there because we don't know we never mm -hmm. went to college are you willing to take on those type of kids as well almost definitely because at that point i'm trying to i'm trying to teach someone who has never been on say they're five star and they're getting recruited by a predominantly white institution mm -hmm. i went to one so i'm gonna tell you what a campus is going to feel like when you first get on there and you're not around the basketball team and you're in a real small minority. My mm -hmm. first experience with that was I went into uh, uh, Snyder Hall right across from MP on the University of Illinois campus. And I'm looking out the window. I had been recruited and saw the football team, all the brothers. I went to the parties and saw this. But now I'm on campus for the first time, really. And I'm looking out my window and I saw no one who looked like me. Mm -hmm. I cut my music on in my window and blasted some sounds. And a guy walked by, my friend to this day, looked up and said, hey, I'm coming up. <laughs> you were trying to locate somebody. <laughs> I, put out a, I put out a Becky call for <laughs> and, and that's what I was finna say. I was finna add to that. That's one good thing about that HBCU, bro. Yeah. The atmosphere of the family a, thing. That you now I, I can't talk because it's all basketball. Off that court, they got the most beautiful women in the world. Let's talk about that. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. And then just what? I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. Hey, Liv, you bands. talked about the band. Come on, the man. Band. And then the, the whole football thing, season, man. man. Football season, like, you know, Jackson State got the number one band, man. man. The Stanley Boom of the South. <laughs> Walter Payton was there. Walter Payton. Oh, man. And now they got Deion Sanders. 
Now they got Deion Sanders, even though they just got hit with recruiting violations for two yeah. years. But I think they go appeal that. But I mean, you can't beat that uh, whole HBC. I tell you, well, I tell you, when I visited all the campuses uh, uh, while my sons were playing, that feeling of of community, the good strong rivalry uh, that was all in good nature, um, the, that whole atmosphere was something that was very welcoming. It helped my sons get through college because. Mm -hmm. Anytime my, anything happened, and here's the good part about it. Uh, my son got involved in some craziness. The next day, I'm down there. The I could, was had the ability to walk right up and meet the president of the school. Hmm. Right, right. Not, oh, I got he this, that, and the other. Oh, Mr. Welch, come on in. What's the problem? We know right. your son. He playing right. ball for us. He a good kid. What's going right. on? Right. And That's I'm talking open to the president house. of the school. You're right, man. You're so right. as 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 a, as, a, as a kid going to college at HBCU, you're you're part of a you're part of a family. Yeah. And the whole goal is to really uh, help all the young men and young women to be the best they can be for our race. Yeah. And it's this is not to be a racial thing, but that's what they're building. They're building strong African American educated young women and young men. Yeah. And, and it's a vested interest in that. Let me, let me add that to add this to that for them too down south. They go to school, they go to the military, they be in fraternities, they be in sororities. Man, they, they graduate and man have two, three, four degrees. I mean, and then when they come up to north, come up north with those credentials, they kick our tail. Uh, it's a bunch of movers and shakers. I tell you, my wife, <laughs> I, I, I have to I have to cheerlead for my wife. My okay. wife is a very, very well-recognized, astute businesswoman, one of the top black businesswomen in Chicago, wow. in, in the country. We have That's a real. marketing firm called Flowers Communication Group. Does integrated, uh, uh, integrated marketing and public relations. Basically, is teaching the masses how to uh, how to how to tap into the African American and Hispanic buying power. Mm. So That's we got true. contracts with Nike, contracts with McDonald's, contracts with we do the Honda Battle of the Bands in Atlanta. That's one of our events. Um, we just wow. did the uh, we're just the public relations firm for for uh, the NBA All Star Game. We're the official public relations firm for that. We're just up here in Chicago, we used to do all the when all the McDonald's All American Games were here in Chicago. That was our event we helped put on. So. He's right. There's a once they graduate from HBCU, it's a lot of movers and shakers. They come I mean, right here to Chicago and graduate. kick butt, man. You got, I mean, did, did, up, did Oprah Winfrey come from one? Oh, sure, she come from Meridian, right? Oprah Winfrey come from Meridian, Mississippi, right? Yeah. Going up the business world, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Calls, I mean, it's a they, lot of. They work together. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, and I and I think and I think that's why we doing what we doing because we work together. You know, you yeah. see how we yeah. we connecting the dots. You know, yeah. we have so, to. seriously, we have man. Because that's real. As I said, my thing is for the kids, and, and just keep it on our message on what, what we're trying to do. These uh -huh. kids um, help any type of kid. Mm -hmm. I'm not discriminating on kid. It could be black or white. That's right. I'm gonna help them. I'm, I'm got an affinity for helping my young brothers. Uh, I'm trying to find inroads where I can help the young ladies too. Mm -hmm. I just need to get a group of people who can see, believe, have that same vision and dream that I have. I've got a platform already set up. All we have to do is just add girls' names. That's right. Um, I don't try to step out my uh, realm of uh, influence. I don't know anything about basketball. I mean, a baseball or football. But if I know an organization does it, I'll partner with you. And here's some people we know. They try to make your, your your organization stronger, that sort of thing. It's just we have to build the network like we're doing here to let people know. It's people out here who, who are not trying to make a dollar off your child. They want your child to succeed. That's what I'm doing with my organization. I want all these kids possible in the world to be able to go to school and experience and have a life like we had on the college campus. It's nothing like that positive atmosphere and growing because that and, it, and it's a time when you're going to be the work out to be the best time of your life 
jumping off to where you're going to make your future be. And we don't have our kids involved in that, especially now. Um, it's, we're not doing them a service. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree with you all on all that college experience. There's nothing like it, man. And I, I, I wish the NBA would change that. But, I mean, I know to each his own, one and done, you know, but these kids need to understand what college life is all about. And they're not even mature enough, too. The maturity hasn't even kicked in, you know. I think they need a couple, two or three years. Uh, not saying turn down any money. I'm not saying I'm not about yeah. that. You know, yeah. if, it's, if it's there, go get it, you know, okay. but but it's, it's not for everybody. Everybody's not a one and done, but sometimes people think, you know, yeah. well, if such and yeah. such did it, I can do it, yeah. you know, and it, and it just don't work in your favor sometimes. And that's when, like we were talking before, I said that when I, I help try to mentor parents and the uh, the the players, parents, it's, it's, it's be realistic with your kid. I know you're a fan and you're, you're a cheerleader and you want the best for your child, but um, be open to constructive criticism. Not everybody's doing that to be a hater. They want to try to sell you, here's something that I see that needs to be covered up mm -hmm. and improved upon so your kid can make it. And if he has an opportunity to be that D1 guy, let's start working on that now. And that's what we were talking about earlier. It starts early. Right, right. It starts early making sure you get enrolled into the clearinghouse. So you make it, you're taking all the classes. It starts right. early to make sure you you, you know how to uh, work on your game and, and improve and manage that between the classroom and, and on the court. And it takes that village of the coaches that you don't want to have a battle with and bailing out, let me take my kid from here and put him over there. Take my kid from here and put him over there. You know, next thing you know, your kid don't went to four high schools and you're wondering why things ain't working out to go to college, you know? So it, it's a lot to it. Man, that's amazing, man. I I, I just want to say, man, I admire you, man. I admire your energy, man. I just I'm 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 impressed. I'm ready to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> I got any eligibility for a 52 year old man. Hey, I might be able to find somewhere. You got a year left. Somewhere. <laughs> you got a last chance, you or some, a second chance, you somewhere. We'll find you. <laughs> wow, man. It's for, so real, to, man. So for to all our listeners, man, we have. Anthony Welch, a.k.a. Ice, on our show today, man. And it was a good one. Uh, again, if you want to go check this man out, his website, drop the website one more time, Ice, man. This is your time, man. Cool. This is, uh, again, to introduce myself, I'm Anthony Welch. Um, been involved in basketball for quite a long time. I've got a passion for helping our young men and the men in Chicago, young men in Chicago live their dream. My organization is called Serious Threat Athletic and Recruitment Development, Star Development. Uh, you go to SeriousThreat.com uh, or Serious-Threat.com. That's the website you see. There's a mess amount of resources there. Uh, you'll probably see me out at all kinds of basketball games and just walk around talking to people. Stop me. Talk to me. Ask what do you need to do to get your kid going? And I'm going to do it. This is a totally free uh, uh, service. I do it from out of my heart. I want your child and any other child that I run across who has a dream of playing ball and going to college. And if you notice, I'm not saying pro ball, go to college. Yeah. I want to help them. And, wow. and, 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 and it's done with all sincerity. The only thing I ask for is, once he goes somewhere, send me a T-shirt. That's right. <laughs> Don't get no better than that. Baby. That's Not, don't get any better, man. So thanks, man, again, for all our listeners out there. We had a great show today with Anthony Welch and my co-host, Bobby Reed. Great AKA, meet you. AKA, yeah, hey. AKA, man, I gave it to Lindsey Hunter. <laughs> AKA the Lindsey Hunter killer. Hey, man, let me tell you something. The I Lindsay ain't Hunter scared. I was is. giving dudes that Smith note, yo. <laughs> so... So we got to get the Jackson State crew on so we can hear the story, man. Oh, yeah. I told hey, you to my boy. Anybody y'all know that's in the college ranks is coaching, get with me so we can connect with them. Got you. Okay. Most got definitely. you. Most got definitely. you, man. Because oh. that's all it's doing is helping build the platform and send kids there. We got more places and more spaces to send kids. Right. And Coach, I'm going to reach out to you, man, because that PR firm, man, I need to holler at you. I want to just share something I got, man. I just want to show it to you. Okay, cool. Anytime. Right. Anytime. You got my number. Anytime. Call me anytime. 
I'm with Absolutely. I get it from Doc. Yeah, I got you. I got, got you. you. Shout out to hey, Anthony Welch on all Ball Chicago. I appreciate it all. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak and talk a little bit about myself and talk about what I'm doing. I love what you guys are doing. It puts a light on Chicago basketball. It is the it's 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 what's needed out here for all our brothers to see. Thank you for the time and allowing me to be on the show. I really do appreciate it. Anything I can help to help promote what you're doing, I for sure will. If you want me to put a banner up on my website, talk about it, I got you covered. Absolutely, Amen. at the Welch in the building. All right, right now. Chicago, baby. Love you, man. Nice to meet you, big fella. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.